1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers remain unbeaten in Europe this season After coming back twice to draw 2 all with Villarreal Lee Griffiths was the match winner for Celtic As the Hoops got their campaign off to a winning start And Oran Kearney believes Gus McPherson will be worth his weight in gold To St Mirren starting this weekend I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans Well done Celtic and Rangers Two European matches, no defeats Statistically, Celtic fared better with a win Stylistically, Rangers were outstanding Second half on foreign soil And thoroughly deserved their draw Now comes the but But (laughs) But Isn't it time That Brendan Rodgers stopped telling everyone What Lee Griffiths can't do And focused on what he can do Mm. And that is score important goals When you most need them Just asking You get 50 to 1 at an old firm final (laughs) <laughs> you get the, the the flights to Baku for you two. Can you imagine oh. it? Hugh and Derek do Baku. Hugh <laughs> spot on. You know, you know Celtic. It took Celtic a long time, but you know they, they were knocking on the door all the time. Just you know, unlucky at times, but eventually got that goal three minutes to go, and that's the only stat you want. It's the same with, with Rangers. You know, they may have had you know twelve shots against them or whatever, and and they, they, and Villarreal had 70% in possession or whatever but the top left hand side of the screen is what it's all about yeah. and it was 2-2 it was a fantastic mm. result somebody said to me today Villarreal could have been 5 up before Rangers got their first goal I said well if Villarreal weren't 5 up that's Villarreal's fault isn't it? absolutely you shouldn't need too much encouragement tonight Plenty to discuss from last night's games 0141-951-1025 what pleased you? What displeased you? What about the stuff in between? Give us a call or send us a tweet if you'd prefer and you'll find us at Clyde SSB. Stephen Gerrard says he was proud of his Rangers players after the 2 all draw. He hailed them from bouncing back twice. The Gers boss thinks they could have scored more goals in the match and says a point is the least they deserved. I'm very proud of my team, especially second half. I thought it was a very strong performance. Obviously got off to the worst possible start. Going a goal down in the first minute. Sometimes in football you've got to hold your hand up. It was a wonderful strike from Carlos Baca. We're slightly disappointed with our defending. You know, we had two defenders around the ball. He got a bit of a lucky ricochet, but I expect me defenders to be a bit stronger in that situation. To be fair to the players, they bounced back, got back in the game um, with a good goal. And I think, you know, to concede straight after scoring was another big disappointment from the night. We need to show a bit more experience there and try and keep the ball better. The message at half-time was show more belief and have more courage to play and make passes. And you know We knew coming into this game we could cause Villarreal problems in the final third, but we never showed it till the second half tonight. But it's a great point for us, and you know in this group it's important when we go away from home we, we take points. We could have scored maybe a few more goals. It was a, a crazy end to the game because we could have went and won it with Scott Arfield, but at the same time we maybe could have lost it. But I think they've been really harsh on us after our second half performance. I think we certainly deserved a point tonight. This was widely considered as Rangers' toughest game of the group The toughest team, supposedly, Villarreal and away from home Therefore it was supposed to be the toughest fixture of this group And they come away with a point Just how big a result is that? Yeah, for me, I think it's an outstanding result And uh, Stephen Gerrard is correct Scott Arfield came within a whisker Of getting a 3-2 win for Rangers in Spain Against a Villarreal side who had never lost there to Scottish opposition when I look at Rangers and the progress that they have made in Europe, 
Stephen Gerrard was signing players Knitting a team together And at the same time Negotiating the qualifying rounds To get into the group stages of the Europa League He's got nine European ties now And not suffered a defeat in any of them So for me What happened in Spain last night Was to Rangers' tremendous credit I can I can look back seven years ago You and Rangers' first game down the leagues was against Brecon City in the cup you remember that mm. I think it went to extra time if my memory serves me correct and where they've come from there it's taken a long time yeah. to get back but you're right that's an absolutely tremendous mm. result for them there last night and I watched the other game as well with Vienna Vienna look a decent side Moscow were, were off it a little bit but uh, certainly they, they played the hardest team and it'll be the hardest away game and to get a point from that was a great start to the group It's a one four one nine five one one zero two five to have your say let's speak to Trevor who's a Rangers fan from Motherwell I understand you were at the game last night Trevor Yeah that's correct Evening guys How you doing? Hi Trevor right. uh, We're just actually on my way back just actually coming into Motherwell as we speak uh, we've had a bit of a trip to come back to Liverpool we to fly out to Liverpool but, uh, no, was that was that planned or unplanned? No, well, I was late getting tickets. I wasn't guaranteed tickets okay. until a few days before the game, so I couldn't get to Glasgow, for Edinburgh, for Brestwick, for Newcastle. <laughs> so we had to go for Liverpool. Was it worth it? Uh, but listen, it was well worth it. My 15-year-old son, Billy, was with it. It was his first European game. And what a game to take him to. Absolutely superb. First, listen, I don't think the boys were brilliant. Uh, supporters were. Uh, first half... I felt it was like a Celtic game again, we just sat back there. Second half, totally, totally transformation. But my main point to Derek, uh, Andy Halliday. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've got his twin back for Azerbaijan or something. Honestly, Derek. Good show, I mean, yeah. What a yeah. transformation, that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, really, and he's not getting the praise I don't think he deserves. You know, absolutely fantastic. He's turning it in a... I, th- I think I think you're you're one hundred percent correct, Trevor. I mean, I'm doing my column tomorrow for the Times, and that's exactly what I've written about Andy Halliday. This is a man that was getting slaughtered by a lot of Rangers fans. You know, it just wasn't happening for him. He had to go away, wait till the Middle East and play, and he's come back. And you would think, well, you know, I'm I'm not going to be used here at all. Well, my last year of the club, you know, I'll be away. But he's he's buckled down, and the new man has come in. And he's worked his socks off to try and get back into the side. And he knows if he gets back into the side, he's got to play because there's so many midfielders in that squad that you'll soon be out if he's not mm. doing it. So, you know, full marks to Andy Halliday. For You're those, absolutely right. For those who remain, uh, and not many do, from the Mark Warburton, Pedro Cachina, Graham Murty time, not many remain, but Halliday's one of them. And you know everyone can remember last season when he came off at Hamden uh, against Celtic, gave everyone the benefit of his opinion, uh, and everyone thought, well, that's him, he's done. But to his eternal credit, he has come back, and you have to surmise that it's the Stephen Gerrard factor that's yeah. important here, because Stephen Gerrard is getting something from yeah. Andy Halliday that. No previous Rangers manager could I think without a shadow of a doubt You're right Hugh I think the manager speaks to players individually You know And tries to G them up And he's Whatever he said to Halliday Is certainly working at this moment in time Trevor what does it say about the Character fighting spirit Call it what you will That Rangers Got that result After going behind After 45 seconds Were you fearing the worst at the time? Well certainly was I Especially my wee for his first game 40 seconds in the first game in <laughs> He's a jinx Trevor But no honestly It's as if we don't know How to get beat You know We're just we're Determined But I just Why always wait to the second half It mm. just seems to be Seem to Does he sit and 
you know, I'm just going to impress me sitting, we'll suss out the aim for 45 minutes and then we'll. Then you we'll know what should happen, Trevor? The manager should give them a rollicking before the game. <laughs> I will, Murphy. I will, Murphy. So. see before I go, guys, can I just. I know you don't normally do this, can I just give a wee shout out? I got a message there from my mate, he uh, was away there, his uh, wife, uh, the, a wee boy this afternoon. So, David and Caroline, congratulations. Well yeah, done. Same for us as well. well Hope done. everyone's well. And Trevor, well is, is that your son hooked on these away trips now? Are you going to be have to fork out for a few more? Well, I don't, he's actually ready to do his exams and that now. You know, he's at me anyway. He wants to go to Vienna, but I'm mm, priorities, Hugh. That's yeah, a tough yeah. discussion to come, <laughs> is it not? I can't believe we've just congratulated a man who went abroad to watch Rangers while his wife was expecting. <laughs> no, it was his no, friend. It was his friend. No, it's but, not Trevor's wife. No, <laughs> yeah, but was, was your friend in Spain with you? No, 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 you're no, fine. No, Hugh, well, don't you worry. Can you good. Good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Trevor and Motherwell. 01419511025. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers. Uh, he admits Celtic weren't at the top of their game against Rosenborg, but nevertheless delighted they managed to get all three points. The Hoops boss says his side need to stop looking for the perfect goal and says sometimes they just need to accept a scrappy victory. I think it was a great win in relation to our spirit in the game, our persistence to keep going right to the very end. You know, when we're playing against a Rosenberg team that's from when we last played them, they've won nine games and drawn two, so they come with a real high level of confidence. They surprised us a little bit. But once we, we found the balance in our, our game to defend well against that, we started to come into the game and uh, some chances in particular on the left side in the first half. But without being at the top of our game, we kept going. And that was what I asked the players after the game last week. You know, we have to find a way, especially if you're not fluent and, and not playing as well as you would like, you've got to find a way to win because that's why we're here. And, uh, and the players did that. Five clean sheets in a row as well, which is good. So uh, didn't have a shot on target against us. So uh, we'll take the three points and, and really pleased. For me, it's very important, our performance level. It's not just about winning. You know, we have a way of which we like to, to win. You can never score the perfect goal all the time. Uh, and if that's something that we're searching and looking for, then that's not going to happen. When you're not in the top of your game, if you can then defend well and score the opportunity that comes, then you accept that. Hugh, fans have every right to want more from a performance oh. and all the rest of it, but if, you, if we can start by taking a step back, looking at the bigger picture first, Celtic have three points from their opening game, yeah. and in that respect, it's job done. Yeah, uh, the bigger picture, Gordon, is that Celtic must, I think, win all their home games. Uh, Salzburg... Leipzig, they've done it against Rosenberg. They must win their home games and get something in Norway against Rosenberg. And then they would have a chance of progress in the tournament. Without that win last night, they would have been really up against it. Even after one game, if they had not taken all three points, they'd have been up against it. They need three wins at Celtic Park and something from Rosenberg in Norway. That's why... Lee Griffith's late intervention was so important You know managers were always saying it And it's so true Hugh Win the game first That's first and foremost yeah. If you play well and entertain Absolutely wonderful And many managers tell you when they get the sack Well it's results yeah. That's what people look at yeah. Get the result first And if you've played well Absolutely wonderful I remember we're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB As well as on the phone Soccerzine says Great night for Scottish football in Europe Um not such a great night for my stomach Too many tea cakes He says Just sharing that with us Fair <laughs> enough Too many tea cakes uh, Anthony Neal's happy with the Celtic result Not impressed with the performance But as I've said on more than one occasion I'll take result over performance every time Really impressed with Benkovic It's just a pity We couldn't have signed him a bit earlier David's a Celtic fan in George's Cross Hi David Hi how are you doing? How was your take on last night then? Um, 
I was. I don't think we played well last night at all. I think this the transition in this new system is causing us problems. I don't. We're far to, if, if teams are compact like Rosenberg, St. Mirren proved that last week. It's difficult to, to break them down. These organised teams that know how to play against that system. Well, I need somebody different in there, and maybe that's what he wanted John McGinn for. I don't know, but that, that's that's past. There's no point in dwelling on that. So he has to sort something out in the middle of the park. Even Tom Rodgick looks struggling, and he's not put a foot wrong in, in four years. Um, but, but my main point, was, uh, uh, sorry, and just as you said there, I, the most important thing is to get off to, off to a good start. We did that, and it would have been typical of Celtic to have got caught in the break last night and Rosenberg score in the last minute. But Lee Griffiths has to start playing, has to start games. We've lost in belly. Again, it's in the past, let's leave it behind us. Edward's got potential, he's a cracking player, but I don't think he can carry that line himself in front of 60,000 fans every second week and in Europe. Lee Griffiths can. Now, I don't know what he's not doing in training in front of Brendan Rodgers, but Brendan Rodgers has to start, start him. It's the only, it's the first time I've questioned Brendan Rodgers. I think you're, 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 spot, you're spot on, David, because I mean, I've said it on many occasions, and, and being a striker myself, you, you always tend to look at them. He's not the biggest striker you've ever seen, but his movement's good, and his ratio hitting the target is probably better than anybody else. I think he's the most natural striker, certainly that Celtic have got, and I would certainly play, I, w- I would always start him in games. If you look at last night, remember last night, some of the best corner kicks we've had in the past two years were last night for um, Wee McGregor on, on for the right-hand side. And each time the ball went to the back post, and once or twice they were knocked down, and Edward didn't have the instincts, didn't have yeah. the experience to be where Lee Griffiths would have been. There was one specifically, Benkovic knocked back across the, the front of the goal, right in front of the goalkeeper. Lee Griffiths would have been there. Dembele would have been there, but he doesn't play for us anymore. Griffiths does. And he's a goal scorer. He's a natural, natural goal scorer. You look past, past in Scotland to guys like Ali McCoyst and, and things like that who one they didn't run about the pitch for 90 minutes and didn't always cover the ground up the same as other players did. But they could score goals and that's what Griffiths gives you. But I, I don't know why Brendan seems to constantly ask him for more. Same as Alex McLeish seems to be asking him for more. What is it he's not doing? Well, you know, Brendan made a point prior to the game in his press conference of saying that, you know, there's more to... A striker's role in scoring goals Now of course How do you argue with Brendan Rodgers He's won the last six domestic trophies on the bounce How Do you think that's a psychological thing? No I, I really don't I, I, I think that while Lee Griffiths has an extended contract with Celtic uh, I have never been fully convinced That Brendan Rodgers believes in him However That's just one man's opinion He made the point prior to the game about the things that Lee Griffiths has to add to his game and that striking isn't necessarily the be-all and end-all of being a striker. Well, tell me what Edward contributes when he's not scoring because for yeah. me, it, it's very little. And at the moment, my case for Lee Griffiths is that he is more likely to get you a goal at the moment than Edward. Mm. And, and you know the problem as well, you, you, you're talking about he plays up there on his own most of the time. I know mm-hmm. Celtic come from midfield, that three behind him and everything else. But when the ball's played up there, he's there got to, to go with, with a back four on his own. So there's only so much you can do. You can't be running out wide and coming back and tackling. You have to be up there on your own. That's up to the people behind you to do all the work. Your work is 25, 30 yards from goal. And the wide bit's coming in on his left foot and having a shot. Hugh, just assessing some of Brendan Rodgers' comments recently, because the 90 minutes is one thing, but there's a lot of other minutes in the week during which Lee Griffiths and Brendan Rodgers work together. There is a bit of guesswork involved here, but but what are you guessing then? Is he not 
training as hard as he should be? Is he not conducting himself the way he should? What is it? Because reading between the lines of what Brendan Rodgers says, he wants him to work a bit harder. I have to assume that Lee Griffiths works like the devil every day in training. Otherwise, Brendan Rodgers wouldn't have him anywhere near the place. Well, would they not have him in the starting eleven then? If, if that was the case Well you know If you've paid £9 million For Rodson Edward You are naturally Going to line. be biased Towards That's him bottom line. Because everyone will say You paid £9 million For him and he doesn't well, start Well to be fair Brendan Rodgers knows That his job Is quite simply To get the best results For Celtic If he genuinely thought All things considered That Lee Griffiths Was better And working harder And all the rest of it Then he would play Well, well you know, Lee Griffiths Says to me that he's, he's somebody that wants to play in the, And you see the pictures in the papers this morning was Sitting on the bench, he's face threatening them oh. Rightly so If he's laughing and joking there, there's something wrong yeah. He wants to go on there And every time that he comes on He does something, he scores a goal, he sets something up I think there's got to be a time where the manager says Well look, I'm starting you today I'll, let him, I'll, I'll put Edward on the bench He's got to start thinking that way Because this man is, is getting He's full of praise for him, the he, manager again after he's brought him on and after he scored the goal, he's got to play him. Gordon, I, I think he's a certainty to play on Sunday. As you know, you live on a game-to-game basis. And that's my only case for the defence where Lee Griffiths is concerned. At the moment, he's more likely to get your goal than Eduard yeah. is. On Twitter, at Clyde SSB, Daz Hall says Benkovic strolled at Boyata five games back, five clean sheets, cigar out. Cham and Rogic were poor and our main man doing what he does best Scoring vital goals We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers On Lee Griffiths And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard On Kyle Lafferty After the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com It's Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Fairly obvious what we're talking about A couple of big games last night So if you want involved 01419511025 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Stephen Gerrard says Kyle Lafferty showed exactly why he was brought back to the club With the goal last night The Rangers boss also gave a debut to Joe Worrell Calling his performance outstanding I think it's part and parcel of what and that's Brendan Rodgers It'd be helpful if we could he hear from Stephen well, Gerrard I know you say it's the first goal for him at this level But he scored many international goals Which is obviously a very high level So it's not surprising me It's the reason I played him It's the reason I bought him And I wanted him back here Because I know he likes the big stage I know he's capable of scoring big goals You know, Before he sat, we signed him He scored an important goal against Celtic So it doesn't matter who he's playing against The, the standard of the team He believes in himself And he backs himself And it's... Sometimes away from home in Europe when you're playing up on your own, sometimes it's a thankless task and you can give in and get frustrated. But I thought the control on the finish, you know, he used the speed of the cross. It was a fantastic cross, but, you know, I'm, I'm no expert being a number nine. There's one at the back, but he'll tell you the difficult thing is to, you know, keep that low and, and use the pace to guide it in. I thought it was a, a fantastic finish and one that our man at the back will be very proud of, I'm sure. How did you think Joe Worrell did in his, his debut? Well, I put him right in the deep end. He was in a sink or swim situation. All you know, when a manager gives you your debut away in the Europa League, uh, away to a side at this level, it was it was a big ask for him to come in and perform. I thought he was outstanding, very comfortable in possession, defended well. Besides the first goal, but it's difficult to criticise him on it. Was a bit of a lucky ricochet, but I thought he was outstanding for his first game. I mean Derek Kell Lafferty Had to lead the line last night Alfredo Morelos Who is Rangers first choice striker yeah. He was suspended and, and by the way There were a couple of others Ryan Jack unavailable Ejaria um, So 
you know, considering where Rangers were, maybe that even adds to to how impressive the result was. Um, and Kel Lafferty popping up yet again with a big goal. He's, he's had the knack of doing that for Absolutely. club and country in recent years. The, the thing is, if you're going to supply him, if the wide men are going to supply me decent balls in there, then he will get more goals. He'll, he'll take more chances than he than he, than he doesn't. And you, you know what impressed me last night as well? Even the three substitutions that the manager brought on, all that Middleton I thought was different class again. That young lad. I don't know why he doesn't start games. I would like to think he may well now get a start uh, on Sunday against St. Johnson. He deserves it because I just love somebody and fullbacks hate it when somebody as quick as him runs mm-hmm. at him all the time and he gets decent quality into the box as well. McCrory came on and, and shored up that midfield. Even Dorrance, he's been out for a long time, came on and did a turn. So the manager will be delighted with all three. But this is the reason that they got Lafferty in because it wasn't enough just having Morelos he was going to get injured he was going to get suspended at some time you know and Lafferty's come in and I thought he led the line really well Hugh eyebrows were raised when Joe Worrell was named in the starting 11 depending how critical you are you could maybe look at the first goal Mark Wilson was in the studio and just felt that the Rangers back line got a bit unlucky with the ricochet but Stephen Gerrard clearly very happy with him called it a, a sink or swim type scenario well now he knows he can swim uh, and he'd be quite happy about that yeah. But what surprises me Gordon Again to Stephen Gerrard's credit uh, When Celtic beat Rangers in the league It was seen as a, a pivotal moment And Celtic were on the day absolutely outstanding And Rangers got a comprehensive 1-0 defeat Rangers have come back since then Taken four off Dundee which is not the biggest triumph in the world at the present time, but they came back, they showed good character to to get that league win, and now they've gone to Spain to play a team who had never lost at home to Scottish opposition, and they came within a whisker of doing it, Rangers. So it's simply to their credit, to the manager's credit, and to each player on an individual basis. Uh, George is in Rutherglen. What did you make of it last night, George? All right, lads, how you doing? Um, I'm cut off, I'm sorry. I'm on a training now, OK? Um, it's just in regard to the performance yesterday. I did think Gerard took a bit of a monumental ta- chance taking Cattage out and putting uh, Worrell in. Um, I don't quite understand why he did it. I don't know if any of you have got a, said a bit of light on that, but he, I'm absolutely over the moon with the two each. Um, Stephen Gerrard said uh, that he had looked at Katic in training and felt he he looked tired, jaded, call it right, what you will. Okay. So that was the. I just I've not seen any reports. So uh, keep me up to date. Um, uh, in regards to the performance, you know it was a bit um, game of two halves. I suppose you could call it. You know it's a belief thing. You know we, we never showed any belief against Celtic and we paid the price for it. Um, we pulled the finger out last night and get the belief back in and that's for about 20 minutes we actually steamrolled that team um, and I think that's what we've got to do we've got to have more belief and more ability and I think the fact that we're a new team is is, is probably why we're a bit you know I, I don't know we're a bit backward at times but once we go forward and we've got a bit of belief we're not actually a bad team I think when you examine when you examine the 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 league uh, the European record this season under Steven right. Gerrard nine played no defeats so right. uh, belief you know, belief is clearly belief. there. Yeah. Did you see actually going forward? I don't know. Did you see the press conference today? I'm sure you're going to play it at some point. Um, which really impressed me about Gerrard was he actually thought he was talking in terms of the league, which is your bread and butter, and he actually he, he was saying it really real, playing really real. Was, was a bonus kind of thing and our bread and butter our, our more important game was 
and Johnston. I love mm-hmm. to hear that because we're not going away and we're the real deal. And I'm saying this a hundred times every time I come on this floor. We're going to be challenged for the league this year. I strongly, strongly believe that. Well, the, the, I think you're right. Uh, the first thing you need to do is address the seven point gap between Rangers and Hearts. Uh, but it's good that uh, we have a, a competitive nature to our league. It's good that Hearts are on top. Uh, it's good that Celtic and Rangers have to play catch up where Hearts are concerned. It all adds to the profile yeah, and the excitement. Derek, how much is, is George onto something when he talks about belief? Because. I mean you go behind after 45 seconds A lot of people would have thought oh, By the way this could be a cricket score yeah, yeah. And then not only that You've got the high of getting yourself level And then you concede again So again yeah. people watching from the outside Probably thought oh, you know, There's Rangers missed their chance But again they, they came back. back How important is that side of it? Well, well that's never been there before You know, and, and certainly in the last four or five seasons You know, Whenever Rangers have gone behind it, They've struggled to get back into games and certainly in Europe, you know, it, it's so important that, that, that you keep your composure. And I think that's what he's given them to him. I think he, he took, they have meetings an awful lot, I'm told. You know, and he speaks to the players all the time about believing in what they can do. Think positive all the time. Don't think anything negative. Think you're going to win all their games rather than this is going to be a hard game where we take a point today. I don't want people thinking like that. I want people thinking we're going out here for three points and giving your all at time. So he's got to get that in the heads of all these players. This is a club that you've joined. Mm-hmm. It's, it's won trophies, you know, for, a, for for many, many, many years. And that's what the fans love, winning trophies. And you've got to get that in your head. That's why every game's a cup final. I know we keep saying that, but a lot of these players don't know that. Every game you play, they can go and watch St Johnston last week and they'll come back, oh, St Johnston will play a, a 4-2-3-1 and this will happen. That, no, it won't, because when they play Rangers or they play Celtic, the St Johnstons, it's a different team that mm-hmm. comes out there and different attitude. And that's what the players have got to learn. All right, thanks to George in Rutherglen. Will is on Twitter, says Rangers were terrific second half. Koulibaly had a quiet game compared to normal, but only because we were getting joy in both wings onto Sunday for the bread and butter. Mark's a Celtic fan in Hamilton. Hi, Mark. Hi Gordon, how you doing? Not too bad, thanks. What's on your mind tonight? What did you take away yeah. from the game? Not a lot again, mate. Uh, two points to make it with the midfield and up front. Go Start for it. with your midfield. James Forrest, Roderick, McGregor and Sham. Any name now, mate, could be sitting next to Brendan Rodgers in the dugout. Well, I mean, this is a this is a quick turnaround, though, Mark, is it not? Because after the Rangers game, it was rave reviews for Olivier and Cham. Everyone was yeah. talking about how good he was. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. I'm watching the same couple of games after that, and he's been done distant. Like, they can't even pass a ball five or ten yards in front of him. No, it's a complete mystery because he was superb against Rangers, scored the only goal of the game, and was outstanding. And since then, he's been sent off against uh, St Mirren, where he he looked woeful even before the red card, and last night. He left you open mouthed with uh, the display that he put in with the ball being passed to Rosenberg players time after time. And he, he, as I say, it's a mystery. How do you go from the Rangers' performance to this in the space of three weeks? Uh, James Forrest, yeah, still to hit form. It, it applies to all of them for some reason. And I keep on making the point when they see a Rangers jersey, they, they come alive. And the performances are outstanding. And their their problem right now, against Hamilton, they were absolutely boring and needed Boyata to score the, the only goal of the game. Against St Mirren, they were woeful. Against Kilmarnock on Sunday, they are in for a real hard time of it uh, against a very good Kilmarnock team. 
There's something not right about Celtic but, and, uh, Right, what is happening here then? Are we still seeing Celtic has been victims of their own success? Because they were un, you know, unbeaten, we all know the story in the first season So then everything that came after in the league wasn't as good They've been used to two seasons in the Champions League yep. Now it's the Europa League Listening to the, the, the general mood of the discussion Some of the callers, some of your comments y- You would think Celtic didn't win the game last night <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, but you can only address... Mark's point And Mark's a Celtic supporter And he's not happy With what he's looking at Now Griffiths gets the goal In the 87th minute Last night A lot of the crowd Were on their way Out of the ground You could see on television They were rushing back in They'd gone They'd given up hope Of Celtic scoring On the night And the the fans Were just Underwhelmed By the performance And they were certainly Underwhelmed By the performance Last Friday night In Paisley I don't know Whether it's the fact that players like Tom Rogic and James Forrest have had too much football, are they a little jaded? I don't know, but the, their performances, the, the performance of the Celtic team, with the honourable exception of people like Kieran Tierney and Boyata has come on to a game since all of his trouble earlier on, the performance level has dropped and it's dropped visibly. Yeah, and you're, you're maybe being a wee bit disrespectful to the other teams, you. Because everybody knows how Celtic play, you know, mm-hmm. the, the wide men. And I think managers are looking at it and saying, how do we stop Celtic? Never mind us getting forward. If we can get away with a nil-nil, what a result that would be. And I think teams are learning how to play. So Brendan Rodgers is going to have to have another trick up his sleeve somewhere along the line. Yeah, on you go, Mark. As you're right enough, uh, Derek. He, the manager needs to change the, the game plan. It's too simple when he play against Celtic. But surely, surely though It's got to change Mark, surely Celtic have got to have the players No matter the system employed They've got to have the players To do better than the game against Hamilton Where Boyata scored the goal The game against St Mirren Who four games into the season Sacked their manager because things were so bad And on the fifth game against Oren Kearney They've got enough to keep Celtic at bay. That but, but, that, that but, can't but, be right. But you're you're right, Hugh. I mean, Celtic have got the best the best players. You're absolutely right. But if you've got a team that's organised, how many times do you see an organised team? You've got everybody, but you deny that opposition that have got good players any space to play in. You're going yeah, to make it hard for them. Yeah, because for for a long time we used to hear criticism of the Celtic defence. Now you don't hear no. any of that. Bayata's back. It's, it's yeah. clean. It's clean yeah. sheets galore. Celtic are still very much controlling. Pretty much every game they play Even in Europe Even against the EK if, Athens if, you, It's that It's that cutting edge Isn't yeah, it It's that, but, that final third But go and tell Mark And the other Celtic supporters Because well, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing I'm just saying That's where it's going you know, yeah. awry That area of the field The defence at the moment Is doing the job It's about trying to break through When teams are, are sitting in And making life hard Mark I don't know If you were at Celtic Park Last night or not But Had it not been for Lee Griffith's goal Five minutes later when the final whistle blew, Celtic were going to get dogs abuse from the supporters. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Lee Griffith's goal did happen. Yeah, I'm not, but listen, Mark's on because he's concerned by the displays given by certain individuals and saying that the manager needs to change the tactical system and saying that in general terms, he doesn't see the same Celtic. And that's a recurring theme for supporters. So they can all see it. I declare... Myself mystified by it Why Rogic doesn't look the same player Forrest doesn't look the same player And Sham has gone from Something brilliant At a moment the lad Well you know Mark I, I If I had the answer I'd phone up Brendan Rogers And be the smartest boy in the class But I, I can't explain why 
This has all gone the way it has gone of late And Celtic, as I say, will need to raise their game against Kilmarnock Or they'll be more upset on Sunday Yeah, definitely Listen, I've got a wee quick point about the up front as well I don't think, um, my opinion is a lad can't play up front himself as a lone striker the Edward Edward Okay what do you think, Derek? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've said that before. I think he's the most natural striker, Lee Griffiths. He loves playing on his own. Centre-halves hate playing against him. You know why? Because he's nippy. He's in and about them all the time. He's got quick feet. And big six-foot-two-inch centre-halves don't like that at all. And that's why he creates so many chances for himself. And I, and I would like to think that he will start Celtic's game on Sunday against Kelly. OK, thank you to Mark in Hamilton. It's 01419511025 to get involved on the phones. And if you would rather tweet, then we are at Clyde SSB. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Remember, uh, John is on. He says, other teams will go to Spain and lose. Win your home games, Rangers, and 10 points should be enough. And Raffle says, Hugh, your ability to turn a good result from Celtic into a moan is truly spectacular. Well, pardon me for living. But I, I go back to the point. It is a great result. If they had not got that result, then they would have been under pressure. In their Europa League group They need three wins at home And they need something mm. from Rosenberg Because trying to get anything out of Salzburg Or Leipzig might prove altogether a different task Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers on Lee Griffiths We've had lots of calls on this I predict that over the coming ones we will have Many more calls on this It used to be the same with Dembele Now it's with Edward So after scoring the winning goal last night Brendan Rodgers stressed the importance of Lee Griffiths to the squad That's despite him starting on the bench The Hoops boss says the 28-year-old is still learning Certain aspects of the game But says he's seen plenty of development in him In the last two years I think it's part and parcel of what Lee is I love working with him I came in and uh, we tried to help his game Improve his game in every aspect you know, on and off the field, and he's he, he's vital to to this club here in the squad because whether he plays or whether he's on the bench, he wants to play for Celtic. You know, he's got that hunger, and it's just also him realising as well now at 28 that when you're at the biggest clubs, there's always competition, and you have to fight, and he does that. And next week tonight is brilliant for him because he knows when he comes on, if he gets a chance, there's a big chance he'll score. We need that in the team, so it was a he's a great guy to work with. Like all strikers, they want to play. But they can't play in every single game But I know that whether he plays Or whether I bring him on We have a chance to score I think the modern day striker is very much more than that You look at how the game has evolved Number nine's now at the, the top of the pitch You not just, can't just stand up there and expect to Just to put the ball in the net It's more than that The game's, the game's moved on from that You have to participate in the game tactically and, and that's something I think he will tell you Hopefully he's developed over the last couple of years John's in Coatbridge Give us your thoughts on Those comments then Brendan Rogers on Lee Griffiths John Well I, I see that me uh, Gordon uh, And among the rest I think Brendan should come out And actually Actually tell what the problem is With Griffiths Because it seems to be I don't know if it's reverse psychology Because it seems to be When he comes off the bench He's, he's, scoring, the, he's scoring But Going to his interview last night it was a case of, he, he didn't really talk him up much to the way his interview last night. It was more or less as if he doesn't do it at training. But I couldn't care less if he doesn't do it training as long as he does it in the park. Uh, you see um, Lee Griffiths after he scored the goal. 
He makes that one fingered gesture to say, I am oh, yeah. number one. Not I that am one fingered gesture, the other one. He put one finger up, trying to keep the party clean. <laughs> uh, and he, he did it at Dundee, I think, uh, earlier on, where he, he's you know saying to the fans, I am the man. Now, clearly, Lee Griffiths feels this. And, you know, I again, I go back to it. If he was not training well, this is the same Brendan Rodgers who sent Dembele off the training pitch because he was making a mess yeah. of the training. And he won't have that when he's at his work, as Brendan Rodgers puts it. So if Lee Griffiths wasn't giving 100% training, we'd know all about it because action would be taken. So... He's of the opinion, Brendan Rodgers, that Edward is the best bet at yeah. the moment. Well, do you not, do you not think along with Big Derek and that? Right? Nice to see you back, Derek. By the way, thank uh, you. But, but do you not think uh, French Eddie's better coming off the wing? Because he does. I don't think that boy likes playing up front on his own like Griffiths or Dembele. I don't think. Yeah. You, I don't. I don't think you pay nine million pounds for wingers. Mm. No, I know that, but we should, we should have we should have paid nine million for Paddy Roberts. That's part of the problem, I think. Having said that, Hugh, it did look early on in pre-season that the intention from Brendan Rodgers may well have been to sort to sort of partner Dembele and Edward, uh-huh. or certainly have Dembele up there and Edward off him. Yeah. And now, well, you, you don't need me to tell you that's not possible. So I wonder if I wonder how much that does come into. I I factor in uh, Odds and Edward being twenty years old. And having a lot to learn However He did enough To convince Celtic To make him the most expensive player In the Celtic's history And he has to play Not as a left winger Coming in He has to play As an out and out striker He has to score goals You have to be getting 20 a season at Celtic Or you're not doing your job Properly as a striker You know you know the, the problem is With Lee Griffiths The manager now sees him As an impact player Mm. Somebody that could come off the bench if they, I mean he almost got the, the winner against St Mirren when he came on He was a fraction offside That's what he does And and I don't get that I, I keep saying he's the most natural goal scorer That yeah. Celtic have got Why not just save time And have the impact on, on from the start Take him on If he's not doing it Take him off after an hour And bring your other man on You've got to try and swap it about a bit Especially He costs £9 million Edward We're all aware of that But if you're mm. not doing it You don't just play him Just because he's, he's paid £9 million for him oh. <laughs> I wonder if we get a bit hung up on the detail, Hugh, and fail to, to look at the bigger picture sometimes. Is it not okay that Edward starts, does his best, and then you bring someone on to try and change it, which he does, and you score and you win the game? You know, does, does it have to be such a big problem? Well, I think it, to the player it is. Sorry, your, 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 argument, is. Yeah, yeah. your argument is perfectly timed because that's what happened last night. However, what about the times when it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. So it's not my argument, by the way. Yeah. I'm just asking you. Uh, I just think that as things stand, Griffiths should start on Sunday because Celtic will have their work cut out on Sunday. Uh, and as I say, I, I do take into account Edwards' tender years and all the rest of it. But Lee Griffiths got 101 goals for Celtic, and that suggests that the guy knows where the goal can be found. Grant is a Rangers fan from the Netherlands. Hi, Grant. Hi How you doing? I'm Happy, you? I would imagine Happy, yeah uh, I think, you know, not after 45 seconds But uh, in a way I was a, wee, I was a bit disappointed Giving away the early goal But I was happy then Because I knew that Rangers had to come out You know, they couldn't sit back and defend You know, that was their tactic Like they did that they tried to do with Celtic So after losing that early goal I was really happy Because I knew the Rangers had to come out And I think we've seen that in the second half And... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I remember, you know, 10 years ago, watching Watersmith going to away games and sitting back and defending and grabbing a point because a point in an away game in Europe is always, you know, it's essential. But last night, you know, Rangers went for it and that was something I've not seen for a long time. Uh, and that was with people, you know, like for example, Andy Halliday starting instead of Jack and Ajara missing as well. And we didn't look scared. We went for it. And that, again, I'm really happy to see that from Rangers. I'm really happy to see Grant, that from Gerard's doing. I think, I think the three subs that came on all played their part as well. I mean, I'm a big Middleton fan. I know he's only 18 years of age. But I don't know, you as a fan watching that must love it when this youngster comes on. He's got so much confidence. As soon as he gets it, he just wants to run at people. Totally agree. I, 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 my biggest question is, why the hell did Norwich let him go? Uh, you know, he comes on, he makes a great pass to uh, to Barisic, and then he obviously a great cross to, to Lafferty. 18 years old, coming on, These doing things, that type uh, of thing, and, a, and he, doing that job in a, a, a big European night in... Yeah. Obviously, in a in a hostile stadium, and a, you know, yeah. the these, these, to, answer, these to answer your question, sorry, Hugh, to answer your question, Grant, Graham Murty knew him when he was at Norwich. Knew he was a good kid, and his his contract was up. And I think his dad got in touch with Graham and said, "Look, he wants to come home. He'd love to play for the Rangers." And that was the reason Graham Murty brought him into Rangers. And these things happen in football. Celtic got Moussa Dembele from Fulham for something approaching £400,000 and then sold them for something approaching £20 million. So these things happen. But but it won't surprise you. I, I have a theory. I have a theory on Stephen Gerrard. People like... I'm interested to see where this is going. People, people like Grant on the phone are delighted to see Rangers going for it, as he said. Stephen Gerrard has had a stellar football career with... Liverpool and England He knows only the highest standards He doesn't know what you mean When you say Oh well We're going to play a team in La Liga And they've never lost uh, To a Scottish club on their ground He simply doesn't know what you're talking about Because he only Lives by The highest possible standards And he doesn't Tolerate anyone Who doesn't share that philosophy Therefore You don't play for him Unless you have that mindset that you can go to Spain and get a result. And whether it's Spain or Moscow or wherever, he will insist that his players are like that. And that the, I think the Rangers supporters, because of the last two years, because of Mark Warburton and the way that ended, Pedro Cachinho, the way that ended, Graham Murty, the way that ended, they are still at that stage of hoping for the best. Stephen Gerrard doesn't hope for the best He just expects the best Thanks to Grant In the Netherlands on Twitter Chris McIntyre says Hi guys It sounds a bit negative about Celtic last night But on a positive I think it was the first time in Celtic's history They've won an opening group game in Europe Was first, it? Uh, there you go. First time uh, Martin O'Neill Since Martin O'Neill in 2000 I think Celtic have had 14 attempts uh, At winning the first group stage match And last night was the first time At the 15th attempt mm-hmm. That they had uh, pulled it off As I say the result was a great one for Celtic. The The win was essential. Three wins will be essential at home in the Europa League group. It's, all, it's always a good sign whether it's Ranger or Celtic. If you're not at your best and you still get mm. a result, that's a good sign. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. The highlight of this week's Beat the Pundit was Hugh Keevans trying to remember the name of Santi Cazorla on Monday. What oh, was it you called him? Santa, Santa Claus. I, 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 well, I finished up with Santa Claus. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was watching the match last night and thinking, oh, don't let him score the winner. I'll need to try that again. Santi Cazorla. Well, 
I can't promise you In fact I can't tell you At all if Santa Cazorla Will feature in tonight's Beat the Pundit But one thing is for sure Hugh Keevans or Derek Johnson Will be up against One of you So if tonight is your night And you fancy it You want to win the sign ball Dial right now 0141 951 You must be quick Because you only have Until the news at 7 o'clock If you fancy tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's almost time for Beat the Pundit Hugh you played on Monday night And I I want you to put this one behind you Okay Okay Which former Arsenal midfielder Plays for Villarreal Um Oh, Kelly <laughs> Satora. Oh, <laughs> Sandy Caloso. <laughs> Pass. Uh, what was the name you were looking for? <laughs> Sandy Cazorla. Okay, I may just put the question in tonight just to see if you've, you've nailed it. Uh, so put that one behind you. If it is you that's going to play, let's find out. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Tonight's contestant is Scott Who is a Rangers fan from Parkhead Scott you'll be hoping he has another one of those moments surely Oh definitely Honestly I thought it was him Carlos Santana Santi Carlos Yeah you were all over the place Anyway let's toss the coin and see who Scott is up against Heads is Hugh Keevans Tails it's Derek Johnson you're off the hook, Mr. Keevans. It's a tail. So Derek easy. Johnson up against Scott. Get those headphones Hold on, please. Uh, and we'll give Derek some, some Clyde too so that he doesn't know what we are saying. Scott, right, 30 seconds, head to head. The key is, Scott, you can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep. Which club did Scott Arfield start his career with? Okay. Who scored the opening goal in the Villarreal Rangers game last night? Uh, Arfield. Which former Motherwell defender currently plays for Wigan? Pass. Which Man City striker signed a contract extension today? Aguero. Which manager took over at Barcelona from Frank Rijkaard? Guardiola. And which current Celtic player joined from Rosenborg? Aya. Okay, let's bring DJ back. DJ, oh. can you hear me? You can Yes I can Right same set of questions to you You ready? Let's right. do it yep. Who did Scott Arfield start his career with? Uh, Falkirk Who scored the opening goal In the Villarreal Rangers game last um, night? Baca Which former Motherwell defender Currently plays for Wigan? A favourite one Keeper Which Man City striker Has today signed a contract extension? Sergio Aguero Which manager took over at Barcelona From Frank Rijkaard? Pep Guardiola which current Celtic player joined from Rosenborg? Yes, Ayer. And finally, which European team play their home games at the Stade Velodrome? Marseille. Scott, you've heard the yep. big man in action. He sounded confident. Um, definitely. You think so? You think he nailed a few of them? Oh, I don't know. No, a I couple think. of more guesses. <laughs> I heard you sort of doing the old... Uh, Kicking yourself over the radio If that's possible Scott Did you realise you'd made a couple of wee mistakes in there? Yeah, yeah so. Always the way when the pressure is on Let's go through them anyway You got off to a good start Scott uh, Falkirk is where Scott Arfield yeah. started his career You both knew that one So it's one all uh, Carlos Baca scored the opening goal In the Villarreal Rangers because game Because I heard you saying that earlier, earlier on, on There we go uh, <laughs> 2-1 to DJ It went to 3-1 Cedric Kipri is a mother defender Who now plays Former model defender I should say Who now plays for Wigan 3-1 to DJ 
Uh, you were right on the next one, Scott. Aguero has signed the contract extension. Bet there's a few pennies in it for him. Oh, Hugh oh, yeah. um, which manager took over at Barcelona from Frank Rijkaard? It was Pep Guardiola. So good start this, DJ. You're five from five, uh, and Scott's on three. So it's five three. On to the next one. Which current Celtic player joined from Rosenborg? You both went Christopher Ayer. Just a guess. I didn't know who it was. Hugh, I'll give you the chance to jump in. Is it? Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> Is it Carly Sandora? <laughs> it's Mi- <laughs> it's Mikel Lustig. Oh, so it's still five three, uh, and Derek stretched his lead right at the end. Which European team play their home games at the Stad Velodrome? It is Marseille. Six to Derek Johnson and three to Scott oh, Gibson from Parkhead. Hardline Scott. Cheers, Scotty. Take care, son. Good man. The sign ball stays where it is. Derek Johnson, well done to you. Uh, you'll have your chance if you want to play beat the pundit back on Monday night around the same time. Happy with that? You must be pleased. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Decent, decent effort from you. There's time to yeah. listen. I've got one right <laughs> on a couple of occasions, mm. so I'm delighted to get six. A week off last week. He's obviously had his head in the books, yeah. taking it seriously, bit of studying. Uh, a couple of questions that have come in on Twitter, Hugh, that I think is a good time to get up and running. Uh, William Thompson and Sammy McFarlane, along similar lines. What do you make of Peter Houston being appointed as the assistant manager of Morton? I think it's great. Uh, it, Jonathan Johansson will need experience beside him Uh, He's never managed a club before And here he has a man who in his time Has won the Scottish Cup with Dundee United And who has been uh, an excellent manager So I think it's just the the very best move possible for Morton And it's great on a personal level to welcome Peter back into the game He's been out of the game too long, Peter Houston He knows the game inside out And Jonathan's just starting basically So you're right, it's terrific for both of them Yes, Sammy elaborates actually He says a good appointment in my opinion He's got plenty of experience to help out JJ And here's where you get to the important bit for the Morton fans He'll also want to get one over on Falkirk Which is good Well, uh, yeah (laughs) Looking forward to that meeting of the sides I must say Why not? Uh, But I mean I I remember texting Peter on the the day of his dismissal And you know he he was philosophical about the whole Falkirk thing You know he said That's what happens in football The results at the moment aren't good and yeah. that's simply what happens in football So he, he took it philosophically it, it won't be the first thought on his mind But if he gets a result with Jonathan Johansson He won't be unhappy But, but to be fair You know the majority of his time He did a really really good job A lot Can of I kids d- have brought through let, let, And let me get this straight Presumably when he takes back You had to memorise his number Because your Nokia doesn't tell uh, you who, <laughs> who is sending you messages that's, Right And I, I, I've told you today How Jerry Britton's number ends And I, I also know how uh, Peter Houston's number ends and just well, Ridiculous Jerry, I have to thank for interceding on my behalf. He asked, remember last week we had a Partick Thistle fan? You were getting it tight on Monday, weren't you? The, the first Partick Thistle fan, Derek, hung up on me. And then the second Partick Thistle fan demanded that I interview Jackie Lowe uh, at Partick Thistle. I'd say suggested rather than demanded. Well, okay. <laughs> I have tried, all Partick Thistle fans listening, I did contact the club. And I have been told that Jackie Lowe would rather not do any interviews at this time, but will speak to me in two weeks' time. So I am yeah, in the go. diary and I will be speaking to Jackie about all yeah. things Patrick Thistle in a short space of time. We'll see, we'll see. 0141 on the phones. Let's kick off our, our weekend preview. If you like, plenty of time to get back to Celtic and Rangers last night. If you still want to talk about that, 0141 951 1025. If you have any thoughts on tomorrow's games, let's do that as well. Let's hear from Oren Kearney, shall we? Not heard too much from him. He's fairly new to these parts. 
He's welcomed the arrival of former Buddies boss Gus McPherson to the club after he joined as technical director. Kearney's preparing for just his second game in charge this weekend, and he says it's a bit weird not having to do everything for himself like he did at Coleraine. Yeah, it's a big role, and, and I think you know when when our club moves from Championship to Premier Division, um, it, it's a totally different kettle of fish in relation to the, what's needed and the expectations and, and everything that's involved in being a Premier Division club. So, I think us will be worth his weight in gold from that point of view in relation, not just to, from a coaching point of view and, and from an ears and eyes point of view, but also to other facets of you know player recruitment and stuff like that. It'll, it'll be important that we could put structures in place that'll allow us to move move forward the right way. You know, that kind of eased the burden on you. I don't know if you're used to doing so many things with Colleen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wee bit weird because you nearly did everything. You know, a lot, a lot of the things yourself and all of a sudden I have a guy to do the GPS and a guy to do, you know, the, the analysis and stuff like that. So it is a bit weird sort of taking a step back from um, from those things. But no, I think it's a, it's a collective and it's a team effort. And yes, of course, I stand at the front of it, but at the same stretch, it, it's so important that we have other people behind the scenes taking certain roles and responsibilities to try and make sure that, we, that, that as I say we progress forward as a club uh, From one Renfrewshire club to another is this just another example of an experienced head being yeah. brought in to help sure. so called inexperienced yeah. managers in Kearney, a different way of course Yeah, Oren Kearney had the start of his dreams last Friday night by getting a point from Celtic uh, it doesn't matter whether they parked several buses, every bus in Paisley it doesn't matter, uh, they got a point but now tomorrow in Hamilton Comes the fixture that he should really look to it's win. A massive one, massive yeah. game for both sides. Uh, and Hamilton, well, every year we tip Hamilton, they go down, and every year we're left with egg in our face. Wait, wait. But, sorry, Hugh. But Derek, you know yourself. Oren Kearney has basked for the last week in the aftermath of the point against Celtic, but he needs all three against Hamilton for the future security. I think it was great getting Gus in as well. You know, he's, he's an experienced man. He knows the game. He knows players, and he knows St. Martin. He's had a bit of success with him. I think I thought he was unlucky mm. to lose his job there. So it's a great man to get back in. The, the two of them will do very well. There. And you actually said yourself earlier, Derek, about the way games against Celtic and Rangers. In in many ways, that you know they they take care of themselves because yeah. the teams are always really up for it. We saw that with St Mirren last week This is the bread and butter for St Mirren Absolutely. Hamilton, Dundee, Motherwell come on, Whatever it may be These are different challenges Because you have to at some point Go and try and win those games You know what, never mind Never mind nice football in these games The three points are so important Because the Dundee's Hamilton's and uh, Go to sing there The Hamilton and the Dundee and the St Mirren's Are all going to be down there at the end of the season So it's imperative You know You try and get as much Points You know Beyond them As you can And I think tomorrow Don't look for nice football If you're a football fan Go there This will be one battle That's for sure Yeah I mean The the, the bottom line is That St Mirren have four points The Ackies have three If the Ackies have six And St Mirren have four By five o'clock tomorrow night It's a bad day mm. However if St Mirren have seven points And the Ackies have got three You're four points away from them I think I'm keeping up with that I know And, you're, and you, you, you take it game by game after that As a Celtic was a massive bonus point Tomorrow is one of the games You would look to win Is that your Carol Vorderman impression? Is that like the numbers corner there for Just for the last couple of minutes? <laughs> do, you, do you think Carol could say Santi Cazorla? I don't know I wouldn't care Easily, <laughs> easily. Uh, Tony is in East Kilbride. Hi, Tony. Uh, hi, hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not bad, Tony. What's on your mind? Um, 
Well, it's just, uh, I'm sorry, it's something that uh, uh, Stuart said earlier on that, that I agree with. Um, but Roger's not playing uh, Lee, Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do, I do believe he's, he's only covering Zane back. Obviously, he paid the £9 million for, for Edward. And I think that that's, that's the only reason that I, I believe that he's no I don't believe he's covering his back I believe that the Celtic supporters wanted Eduard signed The Celtic supporters uh, saw Eduard last season at Ibrox Cut inside, put the ball in the top left-hand corner And 10-man Celtic beat 11-man Rangers 3-2 And Eduard overnight was a hero uh, So when Celtic paid the money to get Odson Eduard the, the highest transfer fee they have ever paid uh, then the Celtic supporters were in agreement This was a very good thing It just so happens that Here and now Odson Edward looks off the pace Lee Griffiths comes on And immediately gets a goal for Celtic last night Which is the Lee Griffiths kind of thing to do Sunday is the only thing that's important for Celtic Would you yeah. start with Lee Griffiths or Odson Edward? If the manager sticks with Odson Edward. Fine, well, he, he picks a team and he gets the flack if it goes wrong The bottom line Tony is, is the manager's got to pick a side that's got to get three points And no. if, he, if he feels that Edward is the man Then he's the manager, he's quite entitled to do that But for me, and, and I think maybe a, a few Celtic fans as well And for you, I keep saying I mean, Griffiths gives you something more than Edward does you know, he's somebody that's a lot nippier, I think, in and out the box, which is the important place to be if you're a striker. And I think he can sneak goals that other players can't because he's got a nose for a goal. He Anywhere around that six-yard box, if the keeper's dropping it, there's one man that's going to be in on the goalkeeper, and that's going to be Griffiths. Tony? Yep. You want to come back in? Yep. Well, so, as I was saying, I, I mean, because he was the nine million, and obviously he did score um, against Rangers last season, and... But I, I, I believe that Rodgers, obviously because he did buy the nine million, and obviously if, he, if he's not playing, if he's not getting a game, the board's going to be asking questions. How, how are you? How, how can you justify going out spending nine million pound and this guy is, is sitting on the bench? Hugh, I wonder, that's a question we'll never really know the answer to. And, and I, I get that. You hear these types of accusations all the time, but surely... Brendan Rodgers has one priority yeah. One priority only To win as many football games for Celtic as possible I'm being a bit extreme in my uh, my analogy here Because we're clearly some way off this uh-huh. In theory Brendan Rodgers would eventually lose his job If Celtic lost too many games So he's not going to bother about someone's price tag Over who he thinks is going to do the best job for the team is he? Well we're speaking hypothetically But let's Lay all cards on the table If Brendan Rodgers didn't win the title this season He wouldn't be the Celtic manager next season Because Celtic don't pay him £2.5 million a year Not to win the Scottish That's my point So surely the only reason that he's picking Edward yeah. Is because he genuinely he thought, yeah. believes He's Absolutely. the best man yeah, for the absolutely. job That's why, the price tag. That's why I, said, I said to Tony He's not picking him to cover his own back He's picking him because he believes yeah. uh, That he can do the job It's his but, choice He's the manager yeah. He can pick whoever he but likes You know the frustration I think That Brendan Rodgers will be feeling? He's only got Odson Edward or Lee Griffiths because Celtic had to sell Dembele. The money was unmissable. So Celtic sold Musa Dembele but didn't have time to get another striker in and that must be the biggest cause of frustration. Well, that's, that's the reason the youngster's been thrown in, isn't it? Young Mikey Johnson. 
Brian in Moss Park Give us your take Hi, I feel Brendan is under pressure as well, but not necessarily <laughs> to play Edward. I think he's under pressure just now because he's well, no playing as well as the last couple of years. And one of the things I've sort of got a note, so we've saw again moments up here. It's like, I, mean, I, I felt last night he, he didn't seem to want to change it at all. And he seems, it, it, just, it was like, watch, I watched like uh, 14 out of 15 corners all hitting the same space to the last one. Never, never changed it, never changed the team. And even Odson Edward, I mean, it's like, I thought his comments he made after the game and the referring to Lee Griffiths, I thought he was talking about Odson Edward because everything that he spoke about um, that a striker should do, uh, Griffiths done it and not Odson Edward who was on the pitch. What do you mean he didn't change the team, Brian? I thought this whole conversation was circling around the fact that he changed the team, he brought Griffiths on and then Griffiths scored the winner. Yeah, but I, tell, but I think, but then he then spoke about why Griffiths is not getting a game. But the analogy he was talking about it seemed more in line to what I'd just watched the 90 minutes prior to Odson Edward doing. Uh, just, to no, pick up and, does. just to pick up on one thing that Brian said early in the conversation there. He said uh, Brendan Rodgers was under pressure. I don't believe that Brendan Rodgers is under any pressure whatsoever. He's simply trying to find out why the team is not playing with the same... Vibrancy that they have for the last two I'm, seasons. I'm just amazed, you. I, I just can't get it into my head. You know, for the last couple of seasons, he's won absolutely everything. Yeah, and he's a god. And all of a sudden, the season's six games old or five games old. You know, and and there's a wee bit of stick given to him. But I think you're entitled to say if, yeah, if you if you're listen, a fan yeah. and you pay your money, you the the fans literally pay their money and big money uh, to to get season tickets. And yeah. if if they think, do you know what? It's not very good right now But you can't say he's under pressure you? No, 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 no that, that's, that's, that's why no, I've that's, said That's, that's why yeah, I've drawn yeah, attention to what yeah. Brian said He's under no pressure whatsoever If Celtic don't win the league He's under pressure Thanks to Brian in Moss Park Now, more often than not Your knowledge on these things Is far better than what goes on in the studio They won't be offended at no, me no, saying no. that It's time for the full-time teaser So get ready I think some of you are going to nail this one The question's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevens are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, and it's time for the full time teaser. We do this around the same time every night. If you're new to it, what happens is you send the questions to us, and we give the guys until the end of the show to try and come up with the answers. Usually, it takes about 15 clues And we get there in the end So let's see how we get on with this one um, Play along on Twitter if you like it Clyde SSB Stuart McCrimmon Thank you to you for sending the question in If you've got a good question of your own By the way Fire it over to us Fulltime at Clyde1.com And we'll try and get it used on the show if possible So tonight Stuart wants you to Name the eight players Who have played in Scotland Won the English Premier League And Played at a World Cup So can you name the 8 players Who've played in Scotland Won the English Premier League And played at a World Cup Any that spring to mind? Where is it? Hold on I've got it, it's right here That's the tumbleweed that I need when you two are on this full time no, that's teaser. Bells. That's bells. Because that's it is never, ever easy when you two are involved. Come on, you must have something. Right, we won the English Premier League and have played at a World Cup. And played in Scotland, yes. 
one So who would be the, the sort of the huge names Ter- of... Terry Butcher? No <sighs> He's never won the English Premier League No um, So think of some of the guys who came up here With you know huge reputations Had maybe played their best football Already before they came up Roy Keane? Yes Oh of course Roy Keane Played in Scotland With Celtic Won the English Premier League A number of times With Man United And played at a World Cup Any more for any more? No Play something else We'll think (laughs) (laughs) Okay That's fine Uh, Let's continue looking ahead To some of tomorrow's games Then shall we? I'm I'm happy to let you choose Go on Pick one I Um, I think you've got to start With the big one you know, Hearts going for six in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a terrific game for them. There'll be a full house, no doubt, there against Livingston, who are the surprise package sitting there, what, third in the league? It's uh-huh. almost a top Livy. of the table clash, you know, isn't it? It's fantastic for Livingston, you know, and, and they're playing well. I mean, Hearts look a very solid looking side, you know, defensively, giving nothing away, scoring goals, mm-hmm. Naismith on form, putting the ball in the back of the net. That's a cracking game. I'm looking forward to seeing how that game goes. Okay, let's hear from Craig Levine then. I thought it was a fantastic uh, story last year because they came from absolutely nowhere to to get promoted. And uh, their budget was small. They've really got a good uh, work ethic and and togetherness. And, you know, obviously Kenny came in and he's away and and obviously Gary's now managed one three games in a row. So obviously that uh, work ethic and, and team spirit is still obviously very much to the fore. You know, we have to be very... Careful that we we don't get carried away and start thinking that that we, we can win matches by just talent alone. I think the work rate needs to stay in the team, and that's the most important thing. This has been the week, Hugh Evans, for for the question to come up of you know how long can Hearts stay there? Sure. How long can they keep it up? Everyone is is interested one way or another because if you're a Hearts fan, you're delighted, and if you're not, then you'll be waiting for the time when your team can overtake them. And you know, Craig used a very interesting phrase there the Matches are not won by talent alone And that's why they have to be careful Because Livy go into this game We know they're not the most talented players in the league But they have that other thing about them They have that work ethic, the character Call it what you will And under Gary Holt Three games played, three games won That's sensational stuff So Hearts cannot dismiss Livingston but if they win tomorrow and it's six in a row, 18 points, none dropped, then you, you can only stand and applaud them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad for them that Kenny Miller's obviously going to be out after being sent off last week. But you know what? They're, they're a team that they, they don't, they don't they, they play to their strengths. You know, they're, they're not a great football and say, with the goalkeeper's going to put out the fullbacks or the centre halves and they're going to play through. They will get the ball and they will fire it forward hold on, hold all on, the time. Hold on. Kenny Miller plays for Dundee Dundee I beg your pardon <laughs> I'm going oh, on to, the to be fair next. Old habits I mean he was, he was a Livingston player Not that long absolutely. ago well, I just on, heard yesterday right? Yeah, on, on the on the subject <laughs> You know that, That's the other side of the coin Edinburgh wise Because uh, You know Hibs go to Dundee uh, oh. If Neil McCann Loses that one Then uh, It'll be Seven games If you take Six in the league And one lost To Air United At Dens Park In the Betfred Cup You know The longer a bad run Goes on Then You know It has to break Somewhere uh, Along the line And you want to get The first win I've heard managers Talking about it Readily over the last Few weeks We're in a fortunate position We've not managed To pick up any points yet And we're looking to Try and go and get them On Saturday I'm always confident Getting into games Sometimes, like we did last week, you can see two early goals and it makes it really difficult. Most games, if uh, not this season, all the league games certainly, we've, we've found ourselves behind. 
it's always difficult coming from behind but especially in a position we're in where we're maybe lacking that wee bit of uh, killer instinct and searching for that goal it's going to get us into the league and when you're coming from behind it just places probably extra responsibility on that and that's when we're tightening up a wee bit and we need to make our own decisions better in the final third and indeed in, the, in our uh, last third then I'm sure that the results will come I really am I believe I'm still a, a massive believer in this team and how good it can be they've showed so many times this season that when we're at it we're a right good side proved it against Aberdeen out here went to St Johnston and, and, and played really well without getting that elusive goal that's going to get us in a position where a team then has to open up against us and um, that's what we're looking to do on Saturday He's a massive believer in the team Derek where is the belief levels in him? But even then, he's going to be without Kenny Miller. <laughs> Correct. Well done. <laughs> you know, something, I've said it a couple of times on the programme. I saw them against St Mirren and Dundee looked a very, very good side. When they're at it, as, as he just well, said, well, when they're well, at it, they're a good well, side. Well, they do in terms of style. They, they certainly try to do it the so called right way. But I'm, I'm sure Hugh's going to bring a, a dose of reality to us and say, well, it's not the right it's, way. It's not, if, it's not, if you're not working not for them. But, games. but they're, not, they're not such a bad side. I mean, the results are not going for them. And that's the most important thing. I accept that. But they're not, they're not as bad as they're made out to be. But you're right, they're sitting bought by the league. So something has to change. I thought there was a touch of desperation about the appeal against Kenny Miller's red card because it, it clearly was a red card. And uh, the SFA, who are accused of not getting many things right, uh, they got the, the appeal right It, it was a, a red card I didn't, think, I didn't think it was a red card I thought it was a yellow And if you got a yellow that would have, He would have been sent off anyway Because he'd already had you, a yellow card You didn't card. think straight was, red was, was some of the challenges that went on that day That was very very tame as far as I'm concerned anyway, I thought he was unlucky You know, he, the, the bottom line is He's suspended for the next two games They will need to compensate for that loss uh, Against a very good Hibs side uh, I know that Hibs went to Livingston Went a goal up and then lost it 2-1 So they are capable of daft things But uh, they have players capable of beating Dundee tomorrow How are you getting on with this teaser? Eight players who have played in Scotland Won the English Premier League and played at a World Cup Roy Keane is your only answer Or your only correct answer so far Any more? Who are the champions of England? Obviously Man U Exactly You've only got a couple of clubs uh, A few clubs to choose from No Man City None have a Man One I think One played for Man City At one point I think Going back a few years I must say Right John's in Paisley Well you two get thinking Hi John No Absolutely not why not? I don't even support the club Because they're hopeless These two And I like <laughs> to see them Struggle John Good evening Derek How are you How are you this evening Good Very good Remember the last time A Scottish team Went through nine games Undefeated In Europe Well uh, You know I, Do I, you know I, the answer already John No but, I, but, but I'm just asking a question Do they know Well no Is your answer uh, but uh, we've already paid I have already paid tribute twice oh, I want to know if John knows though Is it one of those questions Do you know the answer John? I do know, I do know. Tell us, go on Rangers When? Champions League the first time We never get beat There we are You learn something new every beat. night on this beat. show we never, We're all a team that's been through the European Cup And never lost mm. a game And never got to the final well the thing about that stat that John gives us there Hugh On one hand it's obviously very different Because one was the Champions League And uh-huh. one's the qualifying stages But t- to sort of bring that back 
teams don't usually make it from the first qualifying round right into the group stages the way Rangers no. have. So yeah. this season already has has been very, well, I say very, relatively successful in Europe. Yeah, I'm not trying to undermine anything that took place in the past, but it's irrelevant. Uh, the the reason I drew attention to it at the beginning of the program was that Stephen Gerrard went through the qualification rounds while signing players, while knitting together a team, while to use the only cliche available, trying to hit the ground running domestically and in terms of European football. For Rangers to have gone through those eight qualification games and the match uh, against uh, Villarreal. And not suffered any defeats at all Is a tremendous feather in Stephen Gerrard's cap What pleased you most last night John In terms of personnel Who stood out for you? Who stood out for last night? Mm-hmm. The first half and I mean At the end of the day we gave them too much respect Too much respect in the first half In the second half they showed that they're a team Listen you take your opportunities and your chances and it, I mean we had about three or, three or four And we took two of them Nearly, nearly took a third one Okay they had a few chances But one, one crack and save John is right, it was by no means back to the wall in the second half But one thing which is a, a feature of Rangers this season, Hugh oh. Is that when called upon, Alan McGregor tends to make important saves Yeah, yeah he's been yeah. an outstanding signing What I said about Celtic earlier on, needing to win three games at home uh, And Get Same something in Norway yeah. It yeah. goes for Rangers as well yeah. You know But they showed last night A point away from home Is Golden So now They need to get The maximum From their games at Ibrox And I can imagine The three games at Ibrox Will be sold out uh, And the atmosphere Will mm. be Quite something John just looking ahead A little bit Thinking back to last night And then with a game Like St Johnson Round the corner Might we see You know Someone like Glenn Middleton In from the start This weekend Listen, can I say something? He, 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 don't get me wrong, no, but he played he, he a good what, 20, 25 minutes. That doesn't make you a, no, I mean, a top-class player overnight. You know what I mean? It was a cracking pass. He, he'd run at them. But, do you know what I mean? Keep the feet in the ground. We're a team that's only been knitted together 15, 16 weeks. We've still got a lot to learn about each other. We've still got a lot to go forward. So, see when people say, he's going to make changes tomorrow. That's why he made a change and played Waro. He's going to make changes as a squad. He took Morelis, and I think when he took Morelis last night, it was absolutely brilliant taking him to, with him because the boy who had been left in Scotland, who with? He took him to keep him part of the squad. The other people that's left behind have got family here and that boy's from Colombia. So taking him and keeping him part of the club and keeping him away from back here is absolutely, man management is absolutely brilliant. You don't think so yourselves? I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. And you wanted to go as well, but you're on about Glenn Middleton. I mean, this is a young lad who's been given a chance. You know, and it's not as if it's his first game. He's had three or four games where he's think he started one and he's come on as sub two or three times. But I think he's got the ability, and that's what Stephen's doing. As much as he's done that for Worrell, who's a young man, you may well do the same for Middleton on Sunday, saying, you deserve it. The way you're coming on and playing, when I bring you on as an impact player, I'm going to start you. So there's, I think there's every chance that that youngster will play on Sunday against St Johnston. The strength of the group, Derek, looks like it's growing. You know, if you're talking about on paper, which I appreciate, that's not where the game is played, but... Yeah. You know, last night to be without Jack and Ajaria and Flanagan and Morelos, yeah. but then still be able to to call on on guys like Doran's coming back, and there was no hesitation in throwing McCrory Straight and Middleton away. on. Yeah, yeah. 
There just looks to be a much more depth than we've been used to. But a lot of Rangers fans come up to me, why have we got four centre-halves? Why have we got eight midfielders? Why have we got three strikes? Because you need them. Because if you're going to be playing Thursday, Sunday, up until Christmas, players are going to have to be arrested. They cannot play all these games, especially when you're coming back from, tra- you know, you're travelling back from a European game. He will have to change it. And that's why he needs every player. If everybody's fit, He's then got a wee problem Who's going to play Eight players have played in Scotland Won the English Premier League And played at a World Cup You've got seven still to go So it's English you've only Premier got... League It's not just winning the No the you've, only, you've only got Roy Keane Think of a, maybe a similar Big name who came up to the same club As Roy Keane did up here Towards the end of his career who would be those kind of marquee, if you can use that word? There was Roy Keane, there was Craig Bellamy, it Bellamy. wasn't him, who else? Well, that's who I was thinking of, <laughs> Craig Bellamy. There was Robbie Keane, Robbie. but he didn't win the English title. So the other one? Uh... I'll give you some time. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part. I might need to extend the show by an hour or so because they're having an absolute nightmare as always on Stuart McCrimmon's full-time teaser. Remember, please do send your questions in if you've got one. We'd love to use them. Full-time at ClydeOne.com. Eight players who've played in Scotland, won the English Premier League and played at a World Cup. They've only got Roy Keane so far. I've got, I've got two for you. Go for it. Freddie Lundberg. Correct. Henrik Larson Also correct Colin Henry Oh by the way I thought that was one of the The ones that you would Maybe forget about And you've mm. nailed it Blackburn Played up here for Rangers Of course And played at a World Cup So all of a sudden You're halfway there Roy Keane Freddie Unberg Colin Henry Henrik Larson Four to go Any more Inspiration uh, Phil Bartley No I can see what you're thinking But you're wrong All right Couple more minutes then uh, What about Stephen Robinson He's got VAR V-A-R Call uh-huh. it what you want He's got that on his mind He says it needs to be introduced to Scotland Even if it's one man sitting in a van Making <laughs> the decisions One man sitting in a van The Motherwell boss <laughs> thinks that Scottish football Could get left behind otherwise And uh, speaking ahead of tomorrow's game with Aberdeen He says the officials he's spoken to Are quite simply desperate for help you seen last week with the footage, you know, the goal would have been ruled out. Nobody suggested there was any intent whatsoever, but the goal would have been ruled out, which, you know, obviously gives you an extra point at the end of that game. I think there has to be a way found to help. I speak to the referees, I speak to Bobby Madden, I speak to John, the fourth official as well, and they're desperate for help. They're desperate for, you know, to, yeah, there will still be a slight bit of controversy as we've seen at the, the World Cup, but there seems to be controversy every single week now. The game's got quicker, athletes have got quicker, um, you know, so decisions with the human eye is very, very difficult. I have the advantage of seeing this five times before I make they need all the help they can get and as a league we can't be left behind you know there's a lot of good things happening in Scotland the profile's been raised you know the, the TV is a lot more coverage there has to be a way found you know if there's a retired referee having the look at footage and he's slowed it down and he's you know he's taken 20 seconds out of the game to get the decision like last week correct and, and I'll say there's no way Bobby could have seen it at that pace because I thought the same I thought it was a 50-50 challenge but you know he didn't get the ball Trevor clearly clears the ball first and it's a foul so you know the refs need help and if we can do it with one man sitting in a van instead of five, then we have to do it because we're, we're going to get left behind completely. This is not a discussion we are going to be able to come to any sort of conclusion mm-hmm. on at quarter to eight on a Friday night, Hugh Keevens. But if Stephen Robinson goes up the stairs, he'll find Alan Burrows, who sits on the SPFL board, who yeah. agrees. We've heard from Neil Doncaster, though, in recent days, and 
I'm, I'm sure managers do want things which help decisions go their way. Where is the money going to come from? Correct. At the same time, you know, there's no point in looking at the SFA and saying, oh, well, come on, you're the governing body, you should be sorting this out. They're also looking at the SFA and saying, right, Hamden is a national stadium, uh, but we want it to be refurbished and we want it to look like an imposing national stadium. That will take up so much money that there's no money left for VAR. And you mentioned Alan Burroughs. Can Motherwell afford it? I doubt it. No. So you know, the, well, I suppose Stephen Robinson's take on it is you know that he he would settle for a a cheap version. Is that is that fa- well, is that the right know, you know, wait, one wait, man in a van? As he says, he says it's the same one man in a van. I mean, you would have to imagine it has to be the proper outside yeah. broadcasting. Yeah. Well, all, all, all the big countries will have it in within two seasons, no danger whatsoever, because they've got money. The Germany's in Spain and Italy, England, they've all got the money that can be used. Maybe for it's it. about we time, though, Hugh, that we heard that. A quote, if you like. I mean, we've heard goal line technology, which remember is, is different. You're looking at about quarter of a million yeah. per club. I think the last the last quote that we heard. So, yeah. this Stephen, is different. I would imagine. Stephen says there the league can't get left behind. Well, if it's purely about money, then the league may very well have to get yeah. left behind, because as I say, the, the governing body will now be obliged to do up mm. Hamden. Otherwise, people will say, "Well, why did you arrive at that decision?" That'll and be leave the priority. It that first, you're right. You, that'll be the first priority. On the pitch, Aberdeen tomorrow. I don't think even the most optimistic Aberdeen fan would disagree with me saying that they're one of the teams that not really got going yet. No, no, they're nine points behind Hearts, uh, who have really got going. Uh, and uh, Aberdeen's Achilles' heel, I think. They've compensated for the loss of Scott McKenna and his uh, injury problems. He's back now, of course. Back. Yeah, but up front. There's, there's no 20 goal a season man there that I can see Is and the Wilson boy fit yet? James Wilson the, the little well, He, he was remember and, and, and then he picked up another niggle I think so another one. Yeah. See, he's, That's one of the reasons Derek went for him mm. Because he knows he's short up front And he needs a poacher And that's certainly what Wilson is I'll tell you what We don't have too long left Let's quickly speak to Scott in Barmullock Hi Scott Evening guys What's your point tonight Scott? Um, it's about the, the, the way Celtic are stuttering just now And they have been since probably January of last season um, uh, we lost them barely for good portion of last season. We lost Stuart Armstrong for a good portion of last season, and we also lost Patrick Roberts for a good portion of last season. Now they were very integral to Brendan Rodgers' first uh, season in charge, where we won the, the treble. Now, yeah, we won the treble again last year, but our football was far poorer than what it was in the previous season. And this season we started off the exact same way. But in my opinion, that is my. What I think, and this, this is just my own opinion again, I'm just throwing it out there and you can whatever you think, that we're trying to play the same system with players that, that can't play in that system. Edward's never a centre-forward. Not an out centre-forward. Not a guy who's going to hold the ball up like Dumbelli did. We've got um, Kieran Tierney on the left-hand side of the pitch, trying to be Scott Sinclair. And we've got James Forrest, who is about hit and miss at the best of times. And I just think, Instead of trying to play the system and force players into playing a position that's totally alien to them, why can we not just change the system? I mean, it's not rocket science. If you don't get the players to play a four-two-three-one, then you won't play a four-four-two, which you will have players to play on. I just don't get that. It didn't change the shape of the team last week at St Mirren. It didn't change the shape of the team again on Wednesday night. It brought in different players. It didn't shape, change the shape. Talk to me a bit more about this. Talk to me a bit more about your theory on Odds and Edward Scott. You may not think he's a, a sort of out and out striker, but it, it looks like Brendan Rogers does think that. Look at his goals. Look at the goals that Odds on scored. Coming in off the left. 
Det man off the left a lot of mm. them. He's had a couple through the middle, but he's more happier. You watch him as soon as you switch him out to the left hand side, he's had a different player. Because he likes to take people on facing them up, standing them up, use his strength and his ability with the ball at his feet. Big Big Musa was good at one thing that Musa could do, he could bully two centre halves all day long yeah. because he had the physical. And he loved the ball over the ball. top as well, yeah. Exactly, Derek. Yeah. That's that's my point. He, that's not he doesn't like playing his back to go and you can quite clearly see that the boy's uncomfortable and you can quite clearly see right, let's be honest, he started the season when he was playing beside Big Musa and I think they'd scored something like seven or eight goals between the two and playing up front in the friendlies. Here's what here's my sudden, th- he went out the team and the big mm. man's no scored in six. Here's my theory. His first season at Celtic for Brendan Rogers, they dropped eight points and scored one hundred and six goals. Last season they lost thirty two points and scored I think forty goals less. Uh, the same players have performed magnificently well, won six trophies on the bounds, but the return each mm. season is going down. And I think that Celtic must wish, Brendan Rogers must wish they'd had a better transfer window last time out. I know he says they've had talks about it, what went wrong, but if they'd had a better window, if Dembele uh, had gone at a time which allowed them to get in another striker, uh, if McGinn had been purchased, I believe McGinn would have re-energised the team in the middle of the park. The problem the is that we're going to have to sort of forget about that eventually, aren't we? Because it keeps, it yeah, keeps but, coming up. But the, the, the problems that... Well, I'm saying problems. Relative. The, the play that Celtic are displaying at the moment, which isn't meeting with the fans' universal approval... Is being affected by the fact that the squad should have been livened up and wasn't. Thank you to Scott and Barmolak. Right, quick, you've still yeah, got, you've got, one, you've got four answers you. on the teaser. Go for it, quick. Casper Schmeichel. Great shout. Oh. Won it with Leicester. Played for Falkirk. Has played in a World Cup. You've got three to get. No. Right, Derek. There's a Rangers one. Midfield player went down to a big London club, which won the league, and was a, in fact, made it to a World Cup final with a European side. Quite a long name Van Bronckhorst Yes oh. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Giovanni. So you've got two to get They're both defenders One played for Rangers One played for Celtic The Celtic one Has a famous footballing brother As well They both play And the fans even sing a song about them oh. <laughs> No? Okay It's too easy right? Initials oh, Too easy oh, K KT Coloturi Coloturi And the Rangers one Down south he played for Man United And Blackburn Rovers mm. And he played for Rangers in 2003 No oh. And this quick He's Norwegian HB Oh, Henningberg Henningberg oh. Thank you to Hugh and Derek We are back tomorrow Don't go ah. anywhere GBX Friday's ah. up next